0: It is so nice to talk to you. Yes, me too. Finally. Finally! I joked to Hannah. I said... She, she said, oh, I have this new book I'd love for you to see. And as soon as I saw your name, I was like, oh, my word, it's Francesca. I've been waiting to talk to her. So, Same
1: thing when she wrote me, like, okay, I have a couple of things and I'm, now I need to Lisa." So I was like, I'm not sure. And then there is Matthew and I was like, oh, my God, I, we, we have to talk.
0: I'm flattered that you still remember me. You're so sweet. Of course. Of
2: course.
0: Fear. Universally understood, and yet so deeply personal, it can drive us to isolation, to insecurity, to a place where fear controls us. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 461. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today I'm joined by Francesca Sana. Francesca's debut picture book, The Journey universalized the refugee experience and invited others to look, to ask questions, to feel. Francesca joins me today to share Me and My Fear, her newest picture book about how fear manifests in us, takes root, and if we're not careful, can form us in its likeness. We all have fears. As you listen, I encourage you not to compare or to minimize your own fears, give your fears validity, and consider how knowing those fears can help you deconstruct them. Think of what it means for a child to do this. Thank you to our sponsors, Gallery Nucleus and Storyteller Academy, for helping make today's episode possible. And now, please welcome my guest, Francesca Sana, the author and illustrator of Me and My Fear*. Welcome. At long last, I'm so excited to talk to you, Francesca Sana. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to talk to you, my friend. I, I know we said before recording <laughs> that we've been sort of building up to this for a while, but let me just say with words, because I know you've you've read me write this, but let me say with words, your debut, the journey, your debut for us at least, was beautiful. It was it was perfection it was gorgeous and so truthful and also as a librarian, it, it was a book for me that gave words and gave context to my readers in a way that uh, was was such a beautiful and strong uh, piece. So I am grateful to you for being able to have that artistic vision and that 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 storyteller's voice to to weave all of this story together. So thank you. Wow. Thank you for Thank doing you so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the, this is what we're about to enter into just so you're aware I know well, I'm going to have a hard time articulating all yes. of the things I see in your work I'm going to do my best and I don't mind sounding like a fool as I struggle over my tongue tie to talk to you
1: <laughs> no no worries please do sound like a fool it's very nice <laughs> I'm quite shy as a person, so.
0: <laughs> I read I read in your newest I read a note in your newest book in Me and My Fear, a note about about you being shy, about yeah, you having think anxiety. Yeah, I also
1: how I ended up uh, using a lot, like, um, my, my drawing skills also. Yeah. Um, as a child, especially connected with this new book, Me and My Fear, as a child, like, I was not really able to, uh, from time to time, to talk about what worried me um, uh, to my parents, to my teachers, to my friends. And my mom, she's a, psycholo- a psychologist. Sorry, my my yeah. English is very Italian sometimes, um, and and her like her suggestion was always like try to draw what you feel, and and so I always had this kind of connection between me being shy and a bit an introvert and my my passion for drawings and for picture books and so on.
0: Well, I'm glad that your mother encouraged you that way <laughs> to go that direction. What a beautiful thing to have a parent support from the beginning like that. Why don't we, before we go any further, why don't I ask, if you don't mind introducing yourself to the people listening, for those that might not be familiar with you or your work yet.
1: Of course. So, um, I'm Francesca, and I am an Italian illustrator, and now also um, author, <laughs> I guess. Um, and I, I am from a small island in Italy, Sardinia, but I actually live at the moment in Switzerland, in Zurich, where I try to learn German and I have a small studio where I work at Illustrator. Um, so I'm I come from a place where there is like a lot of sun and a lot of sea, and I <laughs> moved to a place that has mostly like gray um, sky and, and really cold weather. So these like these are two main uh, themes in my in my work, I, I guess.
0: What a uh, contrast! Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, contrast is the right word. Uh, and, and The Journey was actually my first, um, the first picture book I published, and I published it with Flying Eye books. Um, and then it was translated into other, many other languages. Uh, and, and now I just finished working on the second picture book with Flying Eye that is um, called Me and My Fear. That is somehow um, linked to the story of The Journey uh and yes and i love books and I, I always have loved books and i love drawing so um when i realized i could do this job i i think i was the happiest person on the planet. <laughs> so yeah
0: <laughs> i love that well i do feel like these two books definitely come from the same voice so i understand that mm-hmm. let me ask what brought you to switzerland was it because you were doing your school work there i know there's a note in the back of one of the yeah, two books yeah. about studying in Lucerne. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I moved first, I think, seven almost seven years ago. I left um, Italy, where I actually like, loved my, my life, but um, in order to study, because in, in the island I lived, Sardinia, there was no um, proper, uh, let's say, an academy to study illustration. Okay. So I went first to Germany, and then Switzerland was really close, and they have a very nice um, school with an illustration course in Lucerne. And this is where um, I actually worked first on, on the journey. That was my, as they call it, the, the thesis of my Master in Illustration. Wow. That is, yes.
0: what a what a thesis, to make a picture book.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And
0: to tell, yeah. The journey is this beautiful story. I love the note that you have in the back of it, that it sort of was a culmination of all of these different, uh, refugee and immigration stories that you had heard, that you had collected from all of these people that you met. Um, I love your voice in the journey, being as universal as it is. That you don't pinpoint the story to a specific place or a specific time. You allow it to be universal and to to be a story that I think many, many children. And it sounds like being translated all over the world, children. From all over can put themselves can see themselves and their story in this story.
1: Yes, I think that was uh, um, I. mean, I mean, of course, that was the a decision I took while I was doing my research first because I. Um, so I was coming from Italy, where the this theme, like the the refugee plight, was in the in the media, has been in the media for like my whole life. I I think um, it was always this. And this thing in the background and this big discussion about this emergency in the background, um, and um, of course it was getting more and more relevant um, uh, in the last, let's say, ten years. Uh, but then I moved when I moved to Germany first and then to Switzerland. I didn't I, I didn't feel like it was uh, it had the same relevancy there. It was starting to arrive in Switzerland, especially. And what really um, I was really Kind of hit by the the realization that the same discussions around this topic were the same one that I heard before in Italy. So, uh, for instance, uh, from our point of view, so the point of view of European countries, um, all these people and the discussion was all about integration and how to deal with these uh, uh, new people coming and so on. But then I, I of course, I, I I I was myself somehow. An immigrant in Switzerland, so I had to go through a, a, a sort of a permit visa process. Um, I had the problem with the language; my German is still not really good. At the time, it was terrible, um, <laughs> and so, and so I, I I I was really interested in this in this um, uh, topic, but it was at first really open. So the topic of immigration, I had so many ideas um, to work on it, and then I just started with the research that. Um that led me into talking to many, many people and to be more and more interested in this um, in this focus with uh, working with refugee I, I, I this is the label that is used, like refugee people, but actually like people coming from so many different countries and many different I, I mean, really different continents, like I, I met people from all over the world, and so this, this u- the universal um, aspect of the journey, so the story that is as open as I could uh, live it, um, I think it comes from this point, from the fact that I, I really realized that it's something that we need to, to use, like this label of refugee, but we are talking about so many different situations and so many different people, of course, that... Um, yeah, and I I really was hoping for the book to stay as like the story to be open an open universal story.
0: Yeah, you have given so much space in the story and through your illustrations. I love the imagery that you use. I love the way you play with shape and with size. That we meet the guards and the guards are just gigantic. That in the beginning um, there's this threat coming in and we see it as the waves become black and become with the page turn a shadow coming in it's just so much that you pour in but i especially love in the language that you use in your text the way that you remind readers that this journey is not just get over the border and we've made it it continues and continues Um, just to read one line you write um, after they cross over the border in this story you wrote um, our journey is not over yet our mother tells us the sea stretches far and wide ahead of us And we must cross it. How will this be possible? What I like about that line and in the text you have uh, sort of thematically reoccurring throughout the story is the question that the, that the children ask of how, how can we possibly have more to go? When will we be there? When will we finally feel safe? And the fact that you play almost from the opening page to the closing page with that feeling of threat and, and, Uncertainty, carrying throughout the story, is something that I think plants this story in a great deal of tension, and and I think that's what really awakens our senses to to meet the art that you've put on the page.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think um, from the visual point of view, for me, it was slightly easier to um, to convey this. Um, feeling of not being safe or or, of feeling small and feeling um, like you are not in power or I don't know if you if you say this in English but if you're not really you 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 cannot decide for your own path Uh, like um, the, the the characters in the in the in the story sometimes are moved around by these monsters and this for me was a way to convey the feeling that I had when I talked to this the people that really Uh, undertook these these journeys as like you uh, there is nothing secure nothing is safe and and you have to like put you have to go on and and you're pushed by this hope and pulled by this hope actually Um, but but um, for me the easiest way to to actually convey this was through pictures so I use the as, as you said the difference with the dimension of the character really helped me, or uh, sometimes the colors, sometimes is the direction. So whenever the characters are moving on, they they go uh, from. Uh, left to right, as we read in in the Western world, um, but when they are pushed back, it's actually everything is going backwards. And uh, I I thought that underlining this direction was also a way to convey this this feeling of there is not like a linear uh, movement. Sometimes it's actually against the nature of turning the page and. And, and I feel like I'm more able to do this through pictures uh, now. And so the text sometimes is very simple and very... Um, in the text, I was more trying to um, to refer to the kind of conversations I had with um, many, many people I chat with. So I, I we were talking always in a very... Like funny language usually was the mix of Italian German English um, <laughs> yes so and and also like uh, the the German that they spoke was better than the German I spoke like most of the time um, so I was using a lot of sketches um we were drawing a lot to understand each other uh, and and then the sentences were really really simple and 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 then this is what I tried to do in the text
0: well so two things to to bring back that language of the journey and being pulled forward but not necessarily being in control of it i think of that that notion of of moving with the tide um and in this story you're reflecting exactly that 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 we're calling it a journey it's not called the quest it's not as if there's a goal that they're that they're going to reach no matter what they come up against it's a journey and as you said there are times when when the surroundings are moving them and there are times when they are they are moving through their surroundings so I did pick up on that and what I loved also about your design in the way that you you point to everything moving from left to right is that you have a series of pages in the beginning that move quite quickly as they set out on their journey that they're in a car then they're in the back of this vehicle then they're in a fruit truck then they're being pulled behind on a wagon with a bicycle but after that page turn where we meet the guard where we hit the wall and meet the guard you come across what really i think is the first time that you as the artist are telling us to look back and what's beautiful about this page where this guard takes up the entire the entire page the entire illustration and you have this this bearded character leaning over a wall where the mother and the children are just dwarfed underneath his hand is that where he's pointing in order to refer us to the previous page You've made the previous page entirely red, reading it as stop, as alert, as go back. And I think that that design is something that, that not only speaks very strongly for the emotion you're conveying, but it's also something that is, is something that we all can read no matter what language we're reading the story in. We can read those colors. We can read that body language. Uh, and I just thought that that was quite clever design.
1: Oh <laughs> well, thank you so much. So I had a lot of time. I have to say this, I had a lot of time um to do research and to work on the design of this book because this was my master project. So I had about two years uh in total. So between research and, and design. Um but you always wonder uh, when when you are designing the book, I I still do this. I still wonder if people then will will actually read the things I put in. And it's actually I am I was so surprised for because this was my first picture book. I I was so surprised to see that actually many many children actually see these things. And and sometimes I I I because I I design them, but I I. I sometimes don't know how to really talk about them. So I, I received also really complicated questions from children, especially in one workshop recently. I had a question from a child about the size of the characters, and I I thought of explaining my my concept of these people being moved around, and I didn't know how to really... Tell this to a child, and he told me before I, I had time to answer. He told me like maybe they are so small because they feel small, and that was exactly the point. But <laughs> it, it was so it is it is so incredible to see that um, it it can be read really uh, easily from by by the readers. I'm I'm always very surprised, I'm still very surprised.
0: I love that, and I want to unpack that because clearly there's something happening in your artistic point of view and in your subconscious or the way you express your art that you are able to convey that so strongly you have an eye for that. So let me ask what drew you to writing stories for children because I feel like that's especially with the topics you've selected in your first two books, um, they're quite complex um, emotions to uh, and topics to convey to a child or to wrestle with in a child's life. Often these are things, fear and, and uh, immigration and, and uh, that safety concern is something that children wrestle with, and yet these are the topics that you chose to approach such, such uh, I think, uh, perhaps bravery in, in your decision to, to, to try to tackle those uh, first. So, so what drew you then to writing stories for children?
1: So I, I think I've never stopped buying children's books. I loved them when I was a child and I, um, I, I, I still buy so many of them and read so many of them, even before I actually decided to study illustration for children's books. Um, so I, I it is somehow not really a rational thing. It's more uh, something I will, I've always been interested into. And then... At the same time, I think for the uh, regarding the topics I I, um, I write about and I, I make the books about it's it's not like even with the journey I I had to somehow pick one theme for my master thesis so this is why probably the topic is so defined in this book um, but it also c- came from what I was really um, always discussing about with my friends my colleagues and. Uh, with my family with my boyfriend's family um, and that was the topic of immigration and and so I was so mad at times about how the world was changing and is still changing uh, in a direction I don't like very much that I had to (laughs) make that the theme and the topic of my master thesis I think and and with the second book um, about fear and anxiety I think it was really similar the process so I was I found myself always thinking about this and for many, many years, actually, much earlier than than right after the journey. And then when I had to start working on a new book, this was really natural to to think about.
0: Well, I'm glad that it's coming from a place that feels like these are topics that you've lived with for a time and working in a medium, that picture books are a medium that you have always connected with. And so it sounds like to express your art through that format is something that that feels very natural then, which is where we want stories to be coming from. And now, a brief word from our sponsors. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Gallery Nucleus, an art gallery and bookstore where you can find prints, books, and other gifts from some of your favorite children's book illustrators, like John Clausen, Christian Robinson, and more. Gallery Nucleus is offering listeners 15% off your next purchase by entering in the promo code WONDER18. Visit com to discover more or click on the Gallery Nucleus banner at com slash podcast.
1: I think, I, think uh, I, I can only explain it like this. It is very natural, so I don't... I don't, even if then I, I spend so much time thinking about the topic, when I have to pick it, I don't really think too much about it.
0: Well, that's good. So. Perhaps if you were trying to be, mm, I don't know, more intentional about picking what others are suggesting you write or what the market, whatever that means, is suggesting you write, then it would feel a bit disingenuous. But because these stories are coming from a place of of coming from yourself. I mean, I want to talk about me and my fear now. And I feel very much like in this book, you're showing your reader that this is you and that you as an adult and you as an artist um, can connect in the exact same ways with the children that are reading your book.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've got in, in this story, in me and my fear, um, which are they, are they releasing in the Uh, US and in Europe at the same time, are you aware? When when does it release?
1: I think it's September, um, next September uh, 2018, yes. I think at the same time, yeah, in America and in Europe.
0: Well, Well, to have it in both places, uh, will be really cool. Congratulations on having it <laughs> released <laughs> all over. Flying Eye has done a beautiful job with yeah, with, with yeah. yeah. They did such a beautiful job with the production of the journey from the the weight of the paper to just the finish and mm-hmm. everything is really beautiful. So I can't wait to see the way they treat me and my fear. I'm sure it'll be uh, much that same um, that same feeling. But part of this too is just you've got such a gorgeous color palette you're speaking from um, in the journey you had these beautiful earth tones which I think grounded it a lot in in the way the land is so much of a character Mm -hmm. in the journey but in this you you play so much with lighter colors with pastels uh, and with the contrast of, of how these pastels can turn dark really quickly and I feel like in that way to have this be a story of fear and to have it be a relationship with the fear that we have and perhaps we can even go so far as to say but it's necessary that we all have these relationships with our secrets and with our fears, but that we learn how to have a healthy relationship with our fears. Would that be fair to say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah. Please. Yes. And,
1: and with the colors, sorry, about the no, colors. Um, for me, it was like, the, I think, the biggest challenge with this book, because um, there is already a palette, a color palette attached to the idea of fear. And <laughs> it's a yeah. dark and very like we all have it in our minds and, and so I really wanted to um, play in a different way try ex- experiment and explore a new way to approach this topic So um, from the color point of view so that's a, I think a great um, uh, point to start talking about me and my fear with
0: yeah fear as you draw her for our main character is always to this sort of Warm, fuzzy, snowbally kind of creature. It's never some sort of a a beast. I don't know, hiding under a stairwell. It's never threatening yeah. in that way. It's almost. I mean, I, I I think, I think we could say it's it's comforting to this main character to yeah. know that you write. Well, even in your text, you you open with, "I have always had a secret, a tiny friend called fear. Fear has always looked after me and kept me safe." Together yeah. we've explored new things and stuck by each other.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it was uh, um, part of the, uh, like one of the aspects of, of this idea of using the topic of fear. And the other one is that it's a very, quite a specific um, fear in this in this story. And it's the the one of being not accepted by a group of people in in this um, story specifically the first day in a new school for a little girl um, and, and so fear is so white and so um, like embracing her and hugging her um, most of the time because it reminded me a lot of the feeling of being isolated from the group so when you have this like white um, bubble around yes. um, you, that that was for me the representation of the feeling of um, not being accepted and not being in the group.
0: Did fear, did you always represent fear the way that you've drawn her this way, or, or was there a process no. to finding it? Yeah. It was a
1: long, very long <laughs> process. I had <laughs> colors in mind, black in mind, of course, and um, other shapes. And uh, it was, I think, this was really um, challenging. Uh, sure. But I'm, I'm quite happy at the end because it's a. Uh, um, I, I it is somehow very similar to the first sketches I I had done um, for the even before I wrote uh, the story um, I had a character sketch years ago and and it it reminds that and and at the same time it evolved with the with the color palette of the story so it's really I think uh, that's that's good at least it it didn't stay in the same place from the beginning till the end. <laughs> and also somehow it represents the fear that one of my biggest fear that is the empty page. Yeah. Um, so uh, this white page of the new book that maybe is going to be a disaster that's my that was my anxiety i think at the time when i started with me and my fear. So somehow there is also reference to that.
0: There's <laughs> an internal uh, reference. Well yeah. and, and you've given space here as you did with the journey but you've given space for you to see your own fears reflected in this story but then also for readers to to see themselves in different ways one of my favorite illustrations that you did was um... just a little in you wrote i want to go outside and discover my new neighborhood but fear won't move and you have you have fear be this just uh, filling up the entire page filling up the entire room and the girl is just trying to push her fear out of the way to uh, pull the legs out of the way to, to move but as, as I studied those different expressions on her face there's times when she feels quite content with leaving the fear where it is and not being able to go outside and then other times wrestling with it so to show as our eyes travel across the page uh, this girl sort of grappling with her fear and grappling with um, what it means to, to go outside and face others or not um, I thought I thought that was something that, that in this particular illustration was conveyed really well.
1: No, thank you so much. That's also one of my I think one of my favorite page uh, and especially one of the first one I had really clear in my mind um, and and also I had experienced before um, the feeling of being the new one in a new country yeah. like very like a, a super nice experience I have to say it was always um, not so far away from home and and with many friends around. But uh, when then I, I spoke with children that uh, um, arrived to Switzerland, so there are these um, sort of integration classes uh, in some parts of Switzerland where they um, you can find many, many children that are coming from many countries and they all are there to learn the language and a little bit of the culture and the rules in Switzerland. And I went um, to do some workshops in this kind of classes. And, and it was the, the funniest thing was to, to talk to ch- the children and ask what's, what's actually, what is the hard part when you arrive here in Switzerland? And first they, they all didn't want to tell me anything because that was the moment where they actually learned how beautiful and wonderful was integration. And of, and I was arriving there and asking, okay, what's terrible about this? <laughs> so, process? so they were like completely like quiet. And, and then I started and I, I said, okay, but for me, for instance, the first time I moved to Germany and then to Switzerland, um, discovering the new neighborhood was not really easy, or um, having to do with with uh, maybe new things. And then they started, yes, of course, the food first was horrible, and, and and nobody could pronounce my name right, and and all these problems that we all actually share when when a person moves to a new country. That's always. Um, you learn that there are these things that you take for granted uh, your whole life, but they are not in the new in a new context. And so I really had a lot of fun playing with these elements and putting them around the book.
0: Yeah, I love I love that the kids approached you by saying uh, they were coming from that place of feeling at home now, of feeling like they have a place, of feeling like they like what yes. they have. Yes. And but, but and that... was, yeah, there was
1: always a time where they didn't like So the first moment, like even Swiss cheese that is actually very good, most of <laughs> didn't like it. And, and then they they told me, yes, but now it's delicious. It's just like the first couple of months we had to get used to it. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's so nice.
0: To, to see that, to see the children connecting with you, you also sharing what, what your fears were, your reservations or the things, the way that you had to adjust – Uh, That's a neat thing. So I'm glad that you've got, you really have these two beautiful books that allow you personally to connect with children in a really unique and special and genuine way. And now, a brief word from our sponsors. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by longtime supporter Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. Listeners of the Children's Book Podcast are invited to a free mini class. Enroll today at StorytellerAcademy.com slash wonder or click on the Storyteller Academy banner at com slash podcast.
1: Yes, and I think with the second one now, um, while with the journey I didn't have the uh, the idea or even the the opportunity to uh, e- to talk to children before I published the book. So in the research that I've done, um, I I didn't show the book to children. We didn't speak. I didn't speak directly to children about what I wanted to do. Um, but this time, knowing that, so I I was coming from. Um, a little bit of workshops and and talks um, in in Europe, especially um, about the journey with children. So I met a lot of classes and children in libraries and schools. and, And so I knew that I wanted that for my next book, but in a step before the publication. So I really wanted to include the conversation about this topic before I actually finished the book with my editor. So I think I was really lucky in this in this this sense that I could actually ask them before I had the storyboard and maybe a few um, rough sketches of some characters to play with the children and and then they could give me their their uh, their opinions and um, tell me a little bit about their experiences with this topic before I actually wrote the stories. So this was great, I think
0: I think it's wonderful that that you do your research with live subjects <laughs> your, your market so research much. with your market that's great yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes. I think I, I love it I think it's uh, probably one of my favorite um stage of the project um, so yeah of course
0: have, have any children seen the the final version of me and my fear yet
1: no not yet uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I but I also haven't seen the the printed version oh, of the no, book no. Yet.
0: so <laughs> as soon as I will I
1: am I'm planning to go back and because I I this must be the I hope it's it's a good feeling but um it's also I think super interesting to see what they think after of the book course. published hey, yeah.
0: hey Francesca how did you make what what medium do you use when you when you make art it feels it looks and feels traditional I think because of the edges you have on things just because of the textures but i know that that i know that a skilled artist is, is can make digital look anything as well so what, what how a, do you do
1: it's a mixture i, figured. I do I'm, I figured. Very, I'm very like my process is quite messy I, <laughs> I do a little bit of everything i i love using textures so i try to make my own textures and um, and make really like the, I I as I said I don't like very much the white page it scares me a little bit so I try to fill the white in the page and then and then with like, with the computer I try to make things a bit more um, a bit clearer and a bit um, I, I try to put some order in my in my pictures and in my layouts and, and clean things up so a bit of both I think.
0: See, I like, though, that your, the the way you layer art down looks like um, printmaking to me. It looks like it's layered in prints. I think that comes from <clears throat> the, the characters. Um, some of the characters in some of the setting share the same blank page color. Yeah, right? yeah. So because you're leaving that white space, it, it just feels layered yeah, to me. And it... I like that. I like that process. I like the way that, that result looks.
1: So with me and my fear, especially with the character of fear that is this um, blank space in my, in my head, sometimes it, it seems more like a white bubble, but uh, I tried both. I tried filling the space with white, uh, so like um, using collage and cutting some white shapes and putting them in the page. And I also tried um, cutting the, the opposite, so the negative process. I'm mm-hmm. trying to cut everything around him, so he's actually negative space, so it's like there is nothing where fear is, so it's something in between I think
0: yeah, that's cool. I like it. It always makes me think of of you know when an artist stands in front of our children to tell them about here's how I made the art um we're getting more and more to that place where I can't wait to see the way that art classes um experiment with children mixing digital and traditional media because it it must be happening somewhere i'm in the library so i don't i think i'm not privy to seeing scenes like that but to have children be following the same process that that um picture book artists and many artists in general uh do i think is a really neat thing i know the concept of um Coloring with crayon or with uh, pencil or with whatever, and then scanning that in to get the texture—that like blows my mind that that's a thing that people do, but it makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I suppose what I'm trying to come at is just to say that um, you're still even marveling, 37-year-old adults. So thank you, Francesco. <laughs> no, thank you very
1: much. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no. At
1: the moment, my fear is huge because I. I'm waiting for this book to come oh, out. No, so like,
0: you do have that fear. I w- I didn't want to ask about it. I was afraid to ask. Oh. So now you're at, you're reaching this is now the beginning stage where it's coming to people like me, like reviewers, right? <laughs> Yes. Wait, what's worse that's awful for me to say it that way i'm sorry you don't have to answer this if i'm being not fair but is it is it more stressful for the book to first go out to uh reviewers to librarians to people that are seeing it and talking about the book or for the uh final book to go out to children into bookstores into libraries what do you find uh is 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 okay. perhaps the hardest part of the process
1: Difficult question. I think, I'm not sure, because at this point, I know that many, I mean, some people have seen it, but I haven't seen the printed version of the book. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think my, my, all my concern is for that now. I really want to, <laughs> I'm, ah, I'm dying to, to open the box and see it. Um, but then you feel completely like, the, this, the feeling is, I think, the same as when you're completely naked in front of an audience in one of your nightmares. Uh, when your book is in a in a bookshelf on in a library or in a bookshop, um, for me uh, that's also nerve-wracking because I'm I start thinking how many things I could I could have done differently and <laughs> it is it is yeah I, I write at the end of this book that I'm quite an anxious person that's absolutely true so I don't know which one is actually, um, <laughs> worse. I, I I don't have an answer.
0: <laughs> well, I think as a creative type you probably move from one fear to the next because you're constantly putting yourself your voice your who you are on display. I mean, I would imagine it would be it would have been just as fair for me to ask about any point in this bookmaking process that was difficult for you because I imagine not only putting the story down on the page but then also first showing it to people or submitting it to an agent or to an editor. There are many many points that that yeah. I think every creative type faces in putting your work in front of other people to be looked at, to be observed, to be analyzed, to be judged, that's difficult to do.
1: Yes, definitely. Yes, um, in these days here in Italy, there was this um, big uh, book fair in Bologna. Yeah. And for the first time in, I think, five, six years, I I, I couldn't go. Um, but I, I always, when I'm there, I always have this feeling of how Somehow vulnerable you you are um, in these situations and uh, most of the time actually in this in this field and in this work. Um, Of course. So yeah, yeah.
0: I dream of going to Bologna, but I also know that at that book fair festival, that. Publishers from all over the world will go and say, "Yes, I want to print that in the United States. Oh, I want to print that in this country. I want to print." So, oh my goodness, the stress yeah. that I can imagine. Yeah, it
1: is very stressful as well. And I'm really not because I have many friends that are great in this yeah. situation, and I, um, I really love their supports when while I'm there because I really need it. Because I'm the opposite. I want just to go hide in a corner and cry after, after <laughs> two hours. And I know that when I when I now somehow talk to students or to other illustrators that ask me about Bologna, I know that this happens to many, many people. So it is somehow, uh, I think it's nice to share this feeling, so to talk about it and, oh, I'm not the only person that has this. Um, but yes, it puts you in a position that is quite, sometimes makes you feel really, uh, it makes me feel very anxious and very... I'm um, afraid of everything i worry about everything when when i'm this uh, also in in a, with a new project actually the i think i have to work on myself so much before i stop worrying and i start okay this is just a, a new project i have to go through it and um somebody's going to see it and is going to tell me what's um, maybe what i can improve and and so on. But at first, the first uh, um, input my brain ha- has is always like, "Run! It's just too much. It's too
0: scary." See, <laughs> yeah. so, you now that that's a beautiful way to tie this conversation together back to the conclusion of me and my fear—the recognition that we all have fears, and that as much as we are inside ourselves, and we uh, struggle with our own fears and what others must think of us there is strength in knowing that others are struggling as well. I like that your end papers start with what is primarily a white background with a hula hoop in the air and some uh, crayons floating around and these pigeons looking around and what what I didn't realize until I got to the end were eyes were 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 eyes looking out because when you get to the end and you refrain those reprise those uh end papers but now um add this like orangish pink background and we see that here is fear in all these different poses um Mm -hmm. uh in the same picture but just seeing seeing others i feel like um for me that was one last beautiful image uh of imagery of seeing that these other people's fears are around us all the time and we don't we don't always see them in and call them out and and acknowledge that that that's what they are. So um, I know that you go to Bologna and to many other things and uh, can feel those fears of yourself, but I think think it's such a great and powerful thing to know that others are going through the exact same feeling, uh, uh, the exact same struggle, and that um, that not only validates your struggle, but also makes it universal and perhaps a burden that's a little easier to carry, knowing that others are carrying it as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that was also in my experience, the one of the discovery in my last few years, like talking about it and sharing with other friends gives so much, um, so much power to, to yourself as well. So you, you, um, it helps, it really helps. And, and, and I think this was the only message I could put in the book I'm, I'm not really good with messages at the end of my books It's uh, oh, maybe because as a child I didn't like I remember I clearly remember I didn't like book with me- like clear messages because uh. then you have like this pressure you have to learn something from the beginning you know that you have to learn the message and understand the message um, so I, I, I'm not sure I how to deal with this now that I make books um, but I think this was what I really wanted uh, at the end of me and my fear, um, this feeling. So yeah. that's yeah, great. I think
0: you're doing the right thing by leaving space leaving space for your readers to feel and to see themselves and to connect with you. So bravo, bravo for <laughs> so this much. Beautiful work. Okay, so I want to thank you first before I ask you this last question to bring you back to those readers. I want to thank you. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, I, I, it was worth the wait and you are wonderful wonderful human being to be putting these stories and to be putting your heart in front of children and in front of all of us readers on the page as masterfully as you do you do a beautiful job and i'm grateful that you're that you felt called to write books for children
1: thank you so much wow thank you
0: (laughs) okay so i'm going to end with this francesca i will see a library full of children tomorrow morning is there a message that i can bring to them from you
1: oh wow that's a super hard question. So I have, I think many, many things I would like to, for you to bring as a message, but maybe the, the one is to, to explore and to, um, have new ideas and to, um, become richer and richer through books. I think that's, um, Maybe sounds rhetorical, but it is really this superpower that is there. And as a child, you can actually have it. Really, um, it's easy to 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 use, and it's books. And I think that we need children to read books and and, and to have this superpower. So this would be probably what my message
2: is. This is Darshna Kiani, children's author and book blogger. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.flowering-minds.com forward slash South Asian kidlet. The children's book podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Pottington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out with the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed.
0: Before we leave, shout out to my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and helping keep the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Kate, Darshna, Nicole, Jarrett, Mike, Link, Anitra, Lynn, Cynthia, Doug, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Judy, Karina, Teresa, Elaine, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You are all welcome to join us. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater.